and welcome to another episode of Cafe 21. I'm your host, Ross Crawford, and in the hot seat today, we have another very special guest. Our guest today is the Chief Marketing Officer for the Racing League, an all-new horse racing competition coming to your TV screens this July, and is the founder of the sporting blog, fast becoming a go-to media outlet for timeless sports content. Welcome to the hot seat, Ollie Harris. How are you, Ollie? Thanks, Ross. Yeah, I'm good. Um, you just reminded me how soon uh, Racing League is upon us after three years of work. It's uh, just about 15, 16 days away until our first meeting up at Newcastle. So, yeah, it's uh, it's good, but it's all coming thick and fast. Yeah, well, sorry to give you that reminder. I'm sure you're going to be a very busy man over the next few weeks, but uh, you know the drill. Uh, three questions, three answers. Are you ready? Yeah, far away. That one doesn't count. So, first of all, Racing League sounds like a really innovative new format for horse racing just as a sport in general um is horse racing itself something of a passion of yours um and then tell us a little bit about how racing league kind of came into being um for me racing was never a passion per se no um i i'm much like yourself i follow all sports uh some more microscopically than others racing for me like a lot of people revolved around the big events like cheltenham ascot and so on and uh you know, three or four times a year, I would like to go racing. And then I would, especially the Cheltenham week, I always really got into. Um, so I would pay attention to the big meetings. And, you know, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of people in the UK anyway that, that follow racing like that. Um, and this is one of the things that, you know, Racing League's trying to remedy a little bit, uh, which is to try and bring a competition with a bit more of a narrative to it that runs over a two-month or six-week period. Um, so there's something you can follow week to week rather than just one meeting in March, then a big one in June, and then another festival here. Um, and racing came about, actually, you mentioned the sporting blog in the intro. Uh, when I first set up the sporting blog as a pure hobby, um, I interviewed my now colleague, Jeremy Ray, in his capacity as uh, former chairman of Swindon Town. Uh, we played tennis together at the same club. So uh, I did an interview with him about what it's like to be a, a lower league football chairman. And um, by the end of the conversation, we were talking about what other projects we might be able to look at. And, um, you know, the idea for Racing League, uh, he had an idea for team racing. And that was really about it was, you know, maybe we should have teams racing in colours to make the, the sport a bit more identifiable. And uh, next thing you know, uh, we've got this giant monster thing on our hands. So it's, uh, yeah, serendipitous, but um, it all comes from the love of sport. And just tell us quickly what that Racing League format is uh, and where can we find more information on it? Yeah, so the Racing League format, uh, there are 12 teams. Uh, I suppose you could really equate it to being a bit like Formula One, except with horses instead of uh, engines. Uh, each of the 12 teams is sponsored by a kind of a corporate brand, again, much like Formula One. Uh, each team has a squad of 30 horses, um, two to four trainers and uh, three jockeys. And they compete over 36 races uh, over six weeks. So we have six races every Thursday night, live on Sky Sports and Talk Sport. Um, and uh, much like F1 again, uh, if you finish first in the race, you get 25 points. And then there's points all the way down to 10th. So whoever has the most points at the end of 36 races uh, wins the racing league. Sounds fascinating. Like I say, a very innovative way to look at uh, horse racing, I think, particularly in this country. Mm. Um, I guess, yeah, I guess moving on, though, so... As a CMO uh, at the Racing League, and just kind of looking at your your kind of professional bio, you, you seem very knowledgeable on kind of digital marketing, marketing, social media, um, more discovering new ways to build brands in this kind of digital age. Um, we want to share with young minds what life is like in different industry sectors. So tell us what you enjoy about the work you do. 
Well, it's an interesting question, really, because one of the things that's often leveled at racing is that it isn't innovative enough, and especially on the marketing front, that perhaps it panders too much to its own audience, that it's a little bit myopic, and that it doesn't understand the different lenses that are out there. And I think from from my previous work, working in development and uh, and working all over the place, um, one thing I was always quite, well, I'm not saying good at, but one thing I've found as a strength is being able to 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 look at things through different lenses what people think of things from different angles rather than being too entrenched in my own position and so it's helped and I think um you know you mentioned social media there I mean I was there for the start of all that stuff showing my age but you know when when it was really especially Twitter when that was first used as a genuine tool and I tried to use it early on uh, with companies I was working with. We used it for communication. We used it for, for customer service. And we used it to gauge audience sentiment, which kind of now is, you know, it's the, the milestone, if you like, for, well, generally miserable sentiment. Um, <laughs> but the, the interesting thing about doing Racing League is that I've been able to take quite a few learnings from, from other industries and, and my kind of um, my experience in sport and, and bring it into a very traditional game but actually one that has a massive audience. It's very geeky in a way, which is great because, you know, fans, when they become real fans, as you know from your American football fandom, you get into the detail and that's where racing is really strong. There's a lot of detail for people like there's hundreds and hundreds of trainers, there's thousands of horses, there's hundreds of jockeys. So the combination play is interesting, but it's quite hard to get into. So from our point of view and from my point of view, the interesting thing is how do we gamify that and make it easier? So we've got a, a fantasy game with Dream Team, the first ever sports game I think they've done outside of football. And, you know, it's small things like that that I'm interested to see how they go. It might not be a runaway success, but from a marketing perspective, it's interesting to use a, a popular platform from another sport and apply it to this very traditional, big, fairly cumbersome sport at times. And I think for me, that's the interesting bit is, you know, we've got partners like Lad Bible Group and TalkSport and and Goat Agency and people that really push the boundaries in their media. So it'd be very interesting to see how that applies to the racing and whether it really works, because I talk a good game about it. But the proof really will be whether people watch and whether they engage in racing league or not. Yeah, fantastic. And definitely sounds like a lot of thinking outside the box from your perspective, people in your uh, and, and everyone you talk to just trying to take racing at the moment to the next level. But who knows what that can mean for other other sports in the future that maybe aren't seen as popular as the likes of football, cricket, rugby in this country. But So as, as we allude to a lot of other sports there, you're very passionate about your sports um, and you're working on racing league at the moment. You also have the sporting blog, which kind of covers almost every sport under the sun at this point with your team of writers including myself please go check out the nfl articles if you don't do anything else with your time today um but so you've taken a passion of yours and at the moment you've put it into a, a bit of a side project at the moment but a developing business and i think it's difficult for some people to take their passion and their business idea and kind of take that leap into actually making it a reality and something they can work on um do you have any advice for maybe young entrepreneurs you know people with a business idea a passion on how they can, you know, just take those first steps into making it into a reality of either a side hustle or potentially long-term occupation. Yeah, I think for me that there's two things you generally need with business. Well, three things: you need an idea, then you need money, then you need time. Um, and you know, any combination of those three in 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 different sort of volumes can get you a long way. But for me, it was the time aspect. I, I didn't have loads of time, but the time I did have 
the free time I did have that I, when I wasn't out or I wasn't playing sport or doing something. For me, it was, and I look, I'm the word, I love laying on the sofa watching Netflix like and stuff. I could do it like for hours without getting bored. But for me, all of a sudden, I thought, well, if I could just take a couple of those hours, either a day or every other day, and do something like a lot of people go and learn something, whether it's a new language or they have other hobbies. For me, the, the side hustle, if you like, was the hobby. And I kind of I get addicted to learning things. I get really over the top interested in stuff. So as soon as I started learning about blogging and building sites and SEO and all of that, I just had to get full on into it. But for me, I used it as a learning thing. And, you know, I knew that it wasn't going to make any money. and It still doesn't really. It makes pennies. Uh, but it will one day because, you know, these these sorts of projects that are content media businesses, they they grow over time. Um, but I would say the piece of advice really is, is to is to, you know, is to make your your hobby. You can monetize your hobbies for one, but, you know, make your hobby something useful, but something that you really engage in. I mean, it's a bit like with your writing, I guess, like you enjoy doing it, obviously, but you never know where it's going to lead you. I had no idea when I first launched the blog, I had like 15 or 20 articles, a few interviews. Of course, one of them's led to setting up a new sports league in the second biggest sport in the country. So you just, you never really know. But I think that, yeah, the main advice is like, if you've got a bit of time and you've got a passion for something, like you don't have to stress overnight about like, is it going to be a workable business? Do I have to quit my job? No, none of that. You know, perhaps just consider that, you know, the extra hour here or there, you can do an awful lot with technology now, right? there's no limit to the things you could do from your own bedroom or office so I think it's just yeah try and you know for me it's using the time just to do something that you know maybe could grow into something one day yeah brilliant advice there Ollie thank you very much um yeah that's it so thank you very much for sitting in the hot seat today Ollie um we wish you well here um for the future and the racing league of course big big days coming ahead um thank you very much not at all have a good one Thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of Cafe 21. You can catch the visuals to the Hot Seat Collection on our YouTube or on our IGTV page at STGC 2021. And tickets for our live conference happening on the 16th of October are now live on Ticketmaster. Check out our website, sportsdeckglobalconference.com for more information. See you there.